No, it's not. Stab the bitch. I'm saying stab the bitch. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Anime Club After Dark, the podcast that delves into all things anime, manga, and otaku culture related. I'm your host, Sho, and joining me tonight, we have Alex Senpai. Call me Sasha, because I wish I were dead. Ha, I hate, ha, it. I hate ha. it here. Uh, and we also have the poser in- extraordinaire, Nitai. <sighs> so ready for another fun episode where I'm not going to get too energetic about defending a show <laughs> that I just that I like. I'm so yeah, happy will. to be here. <laughs> yeah, you oh, will. is going to get so triggered. This, this is going to be such a good so. time. I'm so happy I can provide such entertainment for all of you. <laughs> So if you haven't already realized, we'll be talking about Attack on Titan, the final season, part one. Not the last season, but the final season. (laughs) The final, not final season. Finally. Yes. And let me just let me just say I I called out that this would not be the last season. Oh, yeah. And I was right. Okay, I was right. Um, so yeah, the interesting thing about this season is that Studio Wit finally gave up on this, uh, IP, and now we have MAPPA, uh, who is doing the production, uh, which honestly, they did an overall pretty good job, I will say. Um, I think they did the character designs really well, especially with the time skip, and, um, we have older versions of the characters, Although I'm sure some people will disagree because there are some like memes about how Mikasa looks like absolute crap. <laughs> she looked um, good before. Honestly, but like I th- see. Okay, shut up, Alex. <laughs> uh, like Mikasa's kind of a tomboy, so like I don't. Yeah, it like, kind of makes sense. I wasn't. Ex- I wasn't expecting like a pretty, uh, prettied up version of her. So I'm like, I'm fine with her. Can we can we talk um, about that though? Because like when this first aired, right, there were people uh, supposedly Attack on Titan fans who were losing their absolute shit because they thought Mappa ruined the anime. Like because there's just a bunch of man children whining about their Japanese cartoons not being exactly the way they want to be. Shut the fuck up. Okay, maybe, but from what <laughs> I understand, especially from someone like Show who's read the manga, like the character designs in in Mappa's in this. Season, Season, which uh, you know, granted there's a time skip but are more faithful to the character designs in the manga than wits designs were oh really wits were definitely more stylistic um and mappa was a bit more realistic mm. i mean but most people were complaining about the heavy use of cg um i mean they used it on the machinery and the people but i mean the biggest complaint was that they used cg on for a lot if not no just a lot of the titan fights mm. Um, which I mean, which kind of I don't understand that these... either because, like, I watched this season and I have mm-hmm. to say, Mappa did a better job with the CG than Wit ever did. Agreed, I agree. I mean, uh... this is the best looking season of Attack on Titan so far, in my opinion. At least from a from an animation and character design perspective, this is the best looking season of Attack on Titan so far. Like, in terms of the technical aspects of the production, I think Mappa killed it. Like, they literally hit it out of the park. I think we're watching two different shows, girl. I'll tell you what. I don't think it's, like, such a black and white thing of better or not. Like, if we're talking about the Titans and the CG, I think it's way better. I mean, let's talk about the fucking Colossal Titan. Yeah, the Colossal Titan in Season 3. 
That was not good at all. It was not great. I completely like, agree. Don't, it looked like don't get me wrong. Shit. Don't get me wrong. And I and that's coming from someone who loves the third season. But the colossal type did not look good in that CG. But then the way they sort of made almost all the Titan CG in this season, the CG looks way better. The action of the CG looks really fucking great. And I, I, I love that. I think the fact that they made all the Titan CG Aside from the colossal of- Titan. Well, yes, yeah. I think the fact that they did that to all of them made it much less jarring. Yeah, I agree. But the thing is, what we did lose is, like, we did lose some absolutely incredible animation that we did put out for the 3D maneuver gear. I mean, let's not forget the Kenny Chase scene in Season 3. Again, that animation of the 3D maneuver gear is amazing. And as much as I really enjoyed the production and how they handled the transition from Wit to Mappa in this season, we didn't get anything close to what Wit put out in that department of animation. So, you know, it's like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm actually really okay. And like, I'm happy with the adaptation, how we transition between the studios. But yeah, we did lose some things. And that's, I mean, that's just the nature. Like they work differently, the studios. Oh yeah, for sure. But I think, I, I think in terms of like a studio switch between seasons, I've certainly seen it done far worse than this in the past. Oh yeah. With other for productions. Sure. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, quintessential quintuplets. Oh, no. Seven deadly Yeah, scenes. they definitely did. A re- yeah. I think the strong part in this adaptation is that they directed the really emotional character moments really well mm. with the music and the voice acting and the camera and how they did everything. I think they did those moments really well. Mm. Um, but I, but like, you know, yes, the CG for the Titans were better than the Colossal Titan CG in season three. But, like, it's not better than how they animated the female Titan in Season 1 or the armored and colossal Titan in Season 2. But it's two. different. Like, when they actually used... Um, uh, okay, so, like, I have read the manga, so I knew what, like, fights were coming. Um, and when I read the manga, like, those fights were really epic. And then when I saw them animated, it was, like, anticlimactic for me. And it was definitely the CG that made it anticlimactic. So for me, it was disappointing in that aspect. Mm. Um, I guess I can see that though. Should we clarify real quick because I was about to say something? Uh, we're going full on spoilers in case it wasn't clear enough. Oh yeah, I mean this is a spoiler cast. Yeah, so, let's yes. not. Okay, just making sure. But there's that one scene of, and again we're a bit jumping around, but as an example, there was this one scene in the beginning where Aaron's fighting the Warhammer Titan, and there's just. Yeah, the, the CG big, was integrated with the two D. What? No, because there's this incredible like uh, moment where it creates like this hammer, and it's like it they integrate the CG and the two D together. And it looks amazing. It looks really fucking yeah, the good. The part where it's the part where she sp- where she spawns the hammer looks great. But then when they're actually fighting, I'm like I'm watching two Lego people fighting. Like I can't be invested in this. <laughs> I just I just it's not it's not like I lose. Uh, immersion. I just I like I, that reference to Lego isn't people dramatic. Fighting. I'm just it's just too like CG people fighting. Uh, I, I can't I can't take it seriously. Um, I don't know. I, I, I do I do know, however, that one of the things that people were bitching about was the character designs, and in in terms of just the character designs, from what I've seen from panels of the manga that take place during this season, I have to say they did a better job at being faithful to the character designs in the manga than Wit did with their adaptation. Mm. I definitely think they. I don't know what people are complaining about. I think the character designs were really well. Yeah, really well. 
Um, I, like so, I said, yeah. I've seen studio swaps go way worse than this. Hey, so we had an entire episode about that. that shit. Yeah, we could. We, yep. Yeah, well, I think we are going to do an entire episode about that. You're right. No, we've done um, <laughs> about anime switches studios. Bro, we did an episode about that in the podcast. <laughs> Oh well, yeah, we have, we've already recorded that. You're right. I'm sorry. Good morning, I'm Alex. Living in the fucking past. Okay, I'm old. <laughs> Shut up. Moving on. Oh my god, girl. Anyways, um, Oof. so yeah, the OP. I have no comment on the OP. Great OP. The the music was I re- so annoying in the OP. No 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 no. The visual was all right. This actually, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go, uh, go ahead and say, I don't know what this OP is trying to convey, but it's certainly <laughs> not what Attack on Titan has become. I think it's supposed to be like the cruelty of war or whatever. I don't know. It's, it sounds I, I, like some generic K-pop music to me. The OP, the OP sounds like a woman dying. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> What are you talking about? It's it's eerie. It's weird. I like it's it. It's like it hurts my ear. I don't know if it's the weakest OP in Attack on Titan, but it's certainly one of. I like how eerie it is. It's really cool. Also, the imagery is really strong. It's really abstract. I don't know. It's a very map OP. I mean, I was expecting something along the lines of what we got before, but like, I, I don't, I don't hate it. I, I like Honestly, it I think that the OP seems more akin to something you'd see in Zombieland Saga than. Attack on Titan. That's great. If only you would have watched the new Zombieland Saga OP, Alex. Oh, Ooh, if only. <laughs> uh, in contrast, I I really like the ED. The ED was also quite creepy, but I didn't think it was like annoying. So I like the ED. Yeah, I get creepy is one word for it. Was it. Okay. I would say it's unsettling with the the vocals because it mm-hmm. it like invokes like this idea that something is about to end, like with how slow and me- uh, melodic it is. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, it's the final. See, scene, that's what so. I got from the OP. I mean, it just shows you like the pretty much it's like, hey, horrors of war, in your face. That's that's like what you get from it, and I kind of like it because it's mm. like it, both in the visuals and the song itself, it kind of feels that way. It feels eerie. It feels unsettling and very harrowing, even to some extent. Mm. It's mm. that's what I got from the OP. It is really cool though, as well. But it's kind of. I don't know. I didn't get much out of it. I just thought the song was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I think they... Uh, I'm pretty sure they added some new tracks to the OST in this uh, season. And it's credited to Kota Yamamoto. So I'm going to assume that he's uh, doing the new tracks for this season. Um, and I thought they were really good. Mm. They weren't like... like uh, like didn't steal the show like Hiroyuki Suwano's tracks did. But I thought they were re- they really accentuated the scenes really well. Mm. I really loved the the new OST track. Yeah, I mean it's not Hiroyuki Sawano, but it's not that far off either. Yeah, it still feels like a part mm. of the same soundtrack to some extent. Now it's it's worth pointing out that that Hiroyuki Sawano is still credited as a music creator in this show. Now, if you listen carefully, there are some old music cues that are used throughout this uh, season, so that's why I think he's still credited, because they are still using some music cues that he created. I think he was still involved. It was ages ago when he sort of tweeted out how, uh, like a picture of him with um, the other composer working on it, so it that seemed like be... he was still involved with it. Show and I couldn't confirm that. We actually tried to before we started recording this to confirm whether it was like a co-production between the two or they just borrowed uh, Hiroki Sawano's music cues and tracks from before, but we couldn't actually confirm whether that was the case. They're both mm. credited with the music in Attack on Titan's final season, though. 
Either way, I love the OST. We yep. love it. Mm. Um, so jumping into the story, uh, why don't we start off with how uh, Whiplash, the, <laughs> the show actually starts, because previous to this, the first episode of this season, you know, we've been basically in a medieval setting with, like, castles and moats and like shotguns and now we're in trenches i was uh, so with confused raining oh, it was machine so gun good. artillery on us i was so confused like because i remember uh, this is one of the few times i remember where a, a season of attack on titan left off. i remember us being on the beach everyone was happy it was hopeful for the future and then boom in the middle of a war in a trench oh i fucking love that switch girl when <laughs> When I read this chapter in the manga, I was like, am I reading the right... Oh, Am, am I on no, the right no, no. manga? Like, what, I, what, I had, what show am I watching? I had a similar <laughs> what, experience. What, what book am I reading? I had a similar experience. So when I started watching season three of Attack on Titan back when we did that recording, um, I accidentally started watching the final episode of the season first <laughs> before I watched the first one. And I was oh so God, fucking confused. Alex. And I thought, did I do the same thing again? <laughs> did I watch the my last God. episode of this? <laughs> No, Wait, it is so, a really jarring start. So, how long while you were reading the manga? How long did it take till you finally like it was revealed that this the story switched to Molly's perspective? Because like like again, it's a yes, month. It was a monthly way. release, right? The manga. So, like, how um, long did, yeah, did, were you still sure in the dark it. about it while you read it? Uh, no, I binged it. Mm. Um, when the jump was already released, so I there wasn't a wait for me. Oh, okay. I can only imagine how it must have been if you were wa- or reading this every month, though. Like you, that that chapter comes out, you're like, "What the fuck, girl? I can't do monthly manga. Like I lose track of the story. Like I can't do a chapter a month, honey." Berserk would like but to have whatever. a talk with you. <laughs> yeah, Ber- yeah. <laughs> um, Berserk would like to have many also- conversations with you. <laughs> I mean. Adding to how jarring the change in setting was, they really made it awkward with like how they introduced Falco because they they introduce him uh, as if he's a reincarnation of Aaron, and I was so confused. What? Because because is he like reaching his hand out to the sky or whatever when you first see him? That's why. Uh, he literally was mumbling to himself. It's like, what just happened? I was like swinging around with maneuver gear with blades attacking titans. What no, am he I didn't. doing? And I'm like, he did. If you rewatch the episode, he says those exact he, words. I, yeah, I don't think it says it exactly like that, but he does say those things. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, he does. He acts like that in the anime. He, he acts. Like, he acts like he's having an out of body experience. I need to watch he, that. Again. I what literally thought like what. Yeah, when I first read that, I was like, is this a reincarnation of Aaron? Is this, like, an alternate universe? What is happening? But That's what I thought at first, too. It's like, is this supposed to be an alternate universe? Like, because like, I thought the the the, the uh, equipment that they're using looks very World War One-ish, right? And I'm thinking, very uh-huh. much. Is this supposed to be, like, an alternate universe thing where these are the characters in our actual universe? It it was very it was very jarring. Um, in Speaking of World ways. War One, I, I really really liked the sort of imagery they built up in that opening scene of the trenches and like the trench warfare that very much like is reminiscent of the First World War and even I the love second. the bolt action rifles they use. Yeah, I know, right? It's just really fucking cool imagery that evoked that sort of. Definitely, I feel like a lot of the season uh, takes a lot 
from the real world in terms of how the war is conducted and i really mm, like that for sure but minus uh, really minus the giant fucking mutant people yeah that's true but i thought it was like super interesting to see how they incorporated uh the titans into modern warfare tactics like they're getting the titans to dig up the trenches i thought that was really also cool. dropping the titans from an air from a zeppelin to crush oh their enemies God, that like, was whoa. so epic yeah <laughs> No, that whole. I, also, that, I was also, that, that I was also like to point out that, like, uh, you know, they use airships, right, as mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. as bombers and as troop transports too. Um, a lot of people forget. Like, we think about air airships today as like blimps and these things that are just you know novelties, honestly. But people forget that airships were originally created to be nighttime bombers. Yep. Girl, I literally had to look it up because I'm like, how the fuck are they using blimps? to in in like to raid people like can't you just shoot them down and then i like looked it up i'm like oh you can have war uh specified airships that you can't shoot down i'm like oh i didn't even know that you can still shoot them down with like a missile or something but yeah like well obviously yes but like not with like a rifle you can't shoot them yeah like if you puncture one uh area of the airship it's like sectioned off so that it won't go down it's all like a balloon that Uh, i didn't know that yeah, yeah, I thought it would just pop. That, but that's that's originally <laughs> what airships were created for. They were originally created for like for war to to drop fucking bombs on people in the middle of the night because they were quiet. Uh, so yeah, it was really it was really interesting seeing uh how they incorporated these uh real war tactics. Um, they also incorporated a lot of um the uh, atrocities of war. Yep. Um, that <laughs> occur in real wars like uh child soldiers and PTSD. suicide bombers you know yeah ptsd shell shock uh, uh even post-war suicide later on we see uh, one of the per- people suffering from shell shock uh, just jump off jump off the wind jump out of the window you also see Ryder put a fucking gun in his mouth that's pretty cool oh what oh. a great scene <laughs> that was a really good scene i was like do it you won't no balls no balls oh my, my God. poor my poor boy no. just wants to die <laughs> Oh god, we get a lot of good character development from Reiner. Bro, finally, we finally get no, we finally get character development. What a fucking shock! It only took four <laughs> seasons, guys, and we finally get character development. <sighs> yeah, because we didn't know who he was. Technically, <laughs> technically, we got character development back in season two, but sure, Alex, I guess you just forgot. You tend to forget some stuff for as we notice. I was in this meaning recording. in general. I'm meaning in general, like, it's nice to actually see character development from some of these characters after four seasons. I guess it just took a time skip where I didn't get to see anything that went on. That's what, what I just said. Back in season two, we had character development for him. What are you talking about? Anyway. <laughs> no, I'm just... Um. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I fucking love the direction the story took Reiner in this season. He's like, he's such a broken person after all he did. It's kind of depressing oh, yeah it's gr- it's great i mean it's depressing but it's it's gr- it's really good development oh yeah in really all the right ways it's depressing that's it. what I, exactly yeah um so yeah i mean after um the whole assault on fort slava in the beginning we move on to liberio and uh, there's like various politics happening when they're preparing to assault paradis um, and while they're in Liberio, that's where we get most of the um, uh, character development for Reiner. Um, it was 
it was really disturbing seeing him, you know, sort of break character in these moments where he just like has these outbursts. Yeah. Where he just like reverts into a completely different personality. Mm. Um, where, like, for example, when he's lecturing Falco about um, uh, talking shit about uh, inheriting one of the nine titans. Uh, <laughs> or when he's telling Gabby's family about the quote unquote hell of parodies, aka Sasha not sharing her potato. <laughs> like, those were really disturbing moments, and they directed those scenes really well. Yeah. I like how they turn a, se- a scene from, I think it was season one, where it's literally portrayed in season one as being like this lighthearted, funny scene, and the way Reiner retells it, he t- retells it like this horrific incident. It's great. Yeah, it's 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 more like like he's having an inner conflict where he's supposed to think that they're like savages, but like the only bad things he can think of are like not really bad things. So like, yeah, he's well, at least this, in like, comparison inner... to everything else. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, and like just the shock on 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 the his aunt's face was like, what the fuck it's, are you doing? No, it's... You're going, you're losing it. You're losing it. It's like he he he's been told all this stuff all of his life, and then he actually sees it, and he's like, "Wait a minute, just this a isn't anything idiots. like I was told." <laughs> it's like this is the thing about propaganda, right? If you're indoctrinated with it for long enough, and you start to believe it, then it becomes your entire personality, and then you experience something that goes against it, and you don't know how to react. What did you guys yeah. um, think about switching perspective tomorrow? Because I think that's like the most brilliant like move they did with this season when it comes to taking the story in this direction. I wish they'd started there earlier. I wish they'd started the. I honestly wish season four, the final season, should it should have been where the story started. But then you would. Mm, would you think it would? I don't think it would have been the same. It's kind of genius that you start in this very closed off environment where you. It seems kind of familiar. Oh, it's just against Titans. It's like. Your brain instantly thinks, oh, it's like a zombie movie or whatever, You're right? It's like there are these mo- brainless monsters. They don't mean anything. And then slowly and slowly you get more information about, oh, shit, the Titans are people. We're killing people. And you're so step by step with the characters discover the origin of this world. And then by the end of season three, you're like, oh, shit, there's a whole world outside. So I think it's kind of brilliant that the next move is like, okay, now let's take this, everything we know, and change perspectives to the other side, to the quote-unquote enemy side. I think it's fucking brilliant that they did that switch. It would have been brilliant had the story been written differently <sighs> and not had little, almost zero character development between the first and third seasons. We just talked about that in season two there was character development. <sighs> For like two people. No, what do you mean? <laughs> I, 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 I genuinely believe that this, this the story of Attack on Titan would have been so much better had it just started with the final season and just completely ignored everything that happened before. Girl, that's the whole the whole point of the series is that you have to learn slowly about the world. Like that's not. That's but I don't care the about journey, the world. Discovery, the world is a... so badly portrayed. It's it's so no, badly set up. No, you just knew a part of the world. You didn't know anything beyond it. That's the the interesting thing. It's like wait. Yeah, the, where but I don't care about that part from? of the world because it's stupid. <sighs> <laughs> Like nothing that happens on the island is 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 fun or engaging or entertaining. Uh, um, Kenny, but sure. Th- anyway, okay, Kenny was the um, one was the one lone standout, but 
Okay. Okay. Um, I'll give you well, Kenny. When I... Uh-huh. So I'll give him Kenny. If he wants to bring up Kenny being a great part of the, the first three seasons, I will 100% agree. Kenny, that, that entire story arc is the only good part about the first three what seasons. What did you at least think of the Marlin characters? Some of them we don't get to spend a lot of time with. Um, Those we do. But, like, uh, I mean, Gabby seems to be the only one taking initiative to do anything in this story. Uh, granted, everything she's doing is fucking wrong, but at least she's taking some initiative. Um, I mean, Falco I, I think... just seems like a fucking... He seems like he has a head on his shoulders, and he's, like, he's questioning everything he's been told. I like with Gabby... I mean, Gabby is obviously very much a mirror of Aaron from the first three seasons, which I really oh, enjoy, but I think, but the 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 cool thing about Gabby is, like, just like Aaron, she shouts all her ideology, and it's like, okay, sure, we get it. But instead of just like keep like keeping her character at that point, they fucking this entire thing, they're just rubbing her face, like, oh, that's what you believe in. Well, guess what? This is what's happening when you kill people. Look at all suffering you caused, and I think that's like, mm. like I don't necessarily like Gabby. But I do like the writing and the direction they took in and took her in, especially with how much like like after her killing Sasha is like even that's the brilliant thing about Sasha's death is even if you didn't like Sasha, it is really fucking interesting to see how it affected so many people and how the show just shows Gabby how much suffering that caused, just killing one person. So I really like that direction. Yeah, but, that was really I good. I mean, like there are multiple scenes showing the uh the implications of her one action of shooting sasha mm-hmm. um and all a lot of those scenes were really well done and i do give props to mappa for making it really emotional mm. i mean that was great um yeah gabby is i mean obviously i feel like you're supposed to hate her um but she does get a lot of good character moments and i do enjoy mm-hmm. seeing her convictions being tested one thing I don't understand, I guess these count as Marlian characters, um, is that so Marley is portrayed as this um, very, um, I guess you could say fascistic in a way, um, very militaristic expansionist nation, right? Yeah. And they have this history of going out, conquering lands, and then sub- subjugating the people that live there, right? Mm-hmm. They did the exact mm-hmm. same thing with the Eldians. Um, no. Or they tried to, at least. Um, and one thing I don't understand is from a military perspective, like if you were a country that wanted to go out and do that, um, and you actually did, you went out and you subjugated lands and you kept expanding your empire. The last thing you would want to do is start, um, conscripting the very people you've just subjugated into your own military, because that's just asking to be taken over. That's just asking to have everything you've ever tried to do ripped apart from the inside. That's why they brainwashed them to hate their lineage, to hate their people, to despise themselves, and to want to be a part of like It doesn't Marley matter society. if you brainwash them because it's not going to work on everyone. That's why it's a stupid idea. There's I don't know if it's a stupid do, idea, but it is a wrong should, idea. What you obviously. should do... No, if it well, obviously it's wrong, but if you if you really wanted to be smart about it, you'd walk into these lands, you'd take it over, and then you'd put these people to work. Like you wouldn't not in your military, but you'd make them, you know, mine resources for you or uh make shit or you know, put them in work camps, but you wouldn't you wouldn't uh conscript them into your military. That'd be stupid. Are you talking about the Eldian warriors or someone else? Well, yeah. like there's all there's other people like um what what's the the 
dark-skinned guy's name, Onyo Poco, or whatever the fuck his sure. name is. Did like, you just call him Onyo Poco? What the fuck is? I don't know what the fuck his name was. I know it's something long, and it starts with the letter O. Uh, and, uh, I'm not gonna attempt to pronounce it. And I, so I, we'll I also just Alex. love. I, I know the only person that seems to ever say his name is is Hanji, and she Hanji. says it with so such a deep voice. So great, um, bless him. Uh, but no, like there's him and the other chick slash guy. I don't know what what that person is supposed to be. Um, that they they, all, they say that they're not they're not Marleyan, but they're also not. Yeah, they're from a different country. Yeah, but they've been taken over by Marley. Yeah. So I mean, th- this obviously has happened multiple times. That's what I'm saying. So I'm not just talking about the Eldians that they're conscripting to to turn them into titans to be you know warriors or whatever. Mm. I'm talking about other people too that they are also conscripting into their military. I guess it's because Marley doesn't want to get their own citizens' hands dirty. They want to sure. use. Uh, they want to outsource. Uh, but I get what you're saying. That's not. It, that would. It's not, a terrible not. strategy. It's terrible, but it's greedy. Remember that the whole of that like sort of nation they they're, they're sort of built on hatred of others, right? I mean, so in the first place, it's kind of they're going coming from the wrong place and not the smartest. Well, okay, fine, but I, I mean, this seems to have been preordained to happen from the beginning. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I mean, listen, I'm not here to defend it, but say what you want about the Germans. At least they were smart enough to put the people they subjugated into work camps. I mean, uh, this isn't like a one for one reflection of the German. Uh, no, it isn't. I'm not saying it's supposed to be either. I'm saying that's the smart thing to do, though. It's the smart thing to do is not to conscript your enemies into your. But own you military. forget that you f- you forget though that in Mali the Eldians are still a minority. They couldn't really perform a coup or a revolution because of the invasion from uh, Paradise. They could like actually do something, but there's still a mon- minority there. They aren't that True. many. Compared to Marley, how I will many say the one have. brilliant thing with the whole th- the the whole thing about the the Eldians being on the island, and you know the the Marleyans who are or not the Marleyans, the Eldians who are like conscripted, I guess for lack of a better term, to be the Titans. Um, it's kind of an interesting stalemate that they orchestrated because yep. you know the Eldians can't leave the island without starting a war. They can't invade the island at least land wise without losing a lot of resources. That was, so it's kind of an interesting stalemate that they orchestrated. That was kind of the whole point of the king living is because I he doesn't want to go to war anymore. So it's like, okay, I'm going to go and chill on this island. If you're ever going to come fight us, you're going to die. It's like, okay. <laughs> As I say, it's, it's an interesting stalemate. Yeah, it is. Um, um, but now the, the, I guess the whole thing is that since technology is advancing so much in the world, the stalemate's kind of rendered null and void because they're developing airships. And like soon, you'd think they'd be developing airplanes. Not necessarily. the The technology means that using the nine titans that they currently have is not gonna work. It's not as effective uh, as it used to be. going forward. But it doesn't really affect the stalemate because you can have aircrafts. But if you have a million colossal titans, that's not gonna defeat them. Um, what broke the stalemate was that Aaron ate the founder. So yeah. the founder, See, I st- the founder, it's no longer the founder's will that stops the rumbling. Mm-hmm. See, I don't it's understand that. that. That just seems like more convoluted Titan bullshit. Oh. And that's where I just completely fall asleep and don't give a shit no more. That's fair. It is quite complicated. I will say it is quite a complicated. I think it explained well it's enough. Like I don't know. I don't know why. 
I don't know. I don't even remember why the Founding Titan is important. What it because does because it carries the will of the king and it can command titans. Leviticus explained it for That's two so seasons. Stupid. No, it's not. That's, That's so the stupid. rules of the world that they explained clearly enough, dude. <laughs> Have you considered that maybe these rules are really bad? Again, your opinion, sure. Like, but it's like, like, and even if it's a bit complicated, you've explained plenty of times. You know, anime, they like to fucking repeat stuff over and over again. Well, apparently, they didn't repeat it enough because I don't understand what the fucking. Family, I mean, it's been established does. that your memory sucks, Alex. We just talked about it. <laughs> Who's Marco? Who's Marco? Wait, is Marco Wait, still alive? No, he's dead. No, I hate it here. Oh, okay, good. Good. I don't have to remember who he is anymore. Wow. Uh. Anyway. Why? Okay, well, go, going all the way back to Liberia. Oh, my God. We're still not even past we... the invasion. Oh. It's not like much well, else honestly, happens past okay. that. To be fair, I think the best part of this season happened in the first half. The invasion um, is really fucking great. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I agree. Um, but yeah, um, we do in Liberio get to see the backstory of Reiner um, and see how he became a warrior and what he did when he invaded Paradise. And I thought that was so cool because we finally get the full picture of what exactly happened. I just, I really love that, like seeing the scenes happen from a different perspective. Yeah. I love that. Um, and just, just the amount of like, development for reiner because you really understand who he is as a person like wanting like living his whole life wanting to become an honorary marleyan to meet his to have a family with his father and then he finally meets his father and his father's like fuck you so his like entire like his entire reason for living is just shattered oh my god that is just such interesting development can um can we talk about aaron do we have to I, I don't know about you guys, but I really loved the development that he got in this season, how much he changed. Like Never fucking change anime because we always know when the main character grows out his hair, that means something really bad's happening. It's, it's the Nisio Isin oh, treatment, bro. So it what is, was your guys' reaction worse. to the older version of Aaron when you first saw him or when you first realized it was So him? I loved it. I Because the moment you understand it's Aaron, you're like... Oh no! Okay, you realize the implications and that they're invading Marley. Like no question about it. There's no other way to see it except for an invasion. Is it an invasion that they planned or not? That's like a different thing. But you, the moment you realize it's Aaron, you start asking all these questions, and I fucking love that. I really enjoy when shows throw like a curveball your way, and you immediately start questioning. Okay, what's next? What's gonna happen? Why? How? And all of that. But I really, really enjoy how Aaron sort of changed and is like very cold and very much like very driven. Like at the same time, he's driven in his goals, but we don't really even know his goals because by the end of the season, I don't even think he's doing it like he actually revealed what his plan is. I think by the end of the season, he's like the only character we don't really know what his end game is, which is really interesting. But I like how I like how you put down here that he's posing as an Eldian soldier with PTSD. No, he is a soldier with, with PTSD. PTSD, pretty oh, much. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it here. Um, but yeah, I love how it's really such a whiplash in uh his character though, because like in season three, he's 
still like a whiny bitch. It's four years ago, he's still like a driven. I don't know. He has goals in his life. He's like driven to. But you could see the cracks things. of how he would become the way he is now. Yeah, he's definitely he's starting to like question things and mature, but he isn't like completely gone. But like in this season, he looks completely gone. Like he is completely broken. Like he just has this look in his eyes. Like he has no soul left. Yeah. He has. No- it's like he lost his humanity <laughs> he because he realized him. that to get his goals, people are gonna die. And there's no other way to look at it. And it's like, like I have to All do I this. All I to say about that is good. <laughs> good. What do you mean good? I finally like Aaron. Yeah, that's what I was looking to hear, dude. I was waiting to for you to start to start talking. Go on. I mean, why couldn't he have been like this in the beginning? I don't know. Because you needed to see the journey because you here. Have to develop it. <laughs> see, this is exactly why this this story should have started here and throughout the course of it. No, you should have gotten flashbacks now, to why things are the way they are. It's so much more interesting because you saw how he is and you got to see him develop as is flashbacks are great and all i, I don't mind flashbacks but it's before. way more interesting to see a character grow slowly and see how he changes and then when you see the end result and you look back at season one you're like holy shit whoa that's why you're absolutely right about that but you assume when saying that that it's going to be written well and it wasn't i mean i mean like i'm not going to argue that season one was great but it was okay, and I will argue that if season two was less so about Aaron, but specifically season three, you got way more interesting development out of it because he, he, his like beliefs were challenged all the time, and then it led, and when he realizes that, oh fuck, we're not gonna be free, and like until we face our enemies, and you see that sort of like realization dawn on him like fast forward to where we are now it makes so much sense to see him this way so cold and calculating like just really fucking brutal honestly no i disagree i'd much rather have seen him start out like this and then we get glimpses to why it became this way uh, i think it would have been far more interesting i think it would have been far more interesting for almost all the characters to see it that well, way. well well you re you watch order go for it dude do it. <laughs> Not the new watch order. <laughs> I, I, I genuinely like. I genuinely think I would have really enjoyed Attack on Titan more had this been the starting point for the story. Like, no, no joke. I mean, it's interesting. Okay, that, it's that's interesting. A, it's a question to that's be a had. Hot take. Um, yeah, I definitely enjoyed where they went with Aaron's character. Um, I de- like. This is definitely the 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 extremity of his character that we knew was going to happen from like where his character was going before and i'm glad that they went this far and you know he's willing to kill civilians and he's just like a complete homicidal i don't give uh, a fuck i see my goal i'm going for it whoever gets in the way gets in the way i do think though it's not like he is sort of like intentionally burning down bridges like i think he is like like again i don't know what his end game is but i think i think he intentionally sort of goes this extreme and burns bridges with his friends in order to sort of maybe by the end of the show sacrifice himself for like the greater good or whatever i think there is like still it's like sort of posing and not being like um completely open with his friends if your goal is to sacrifice yourself at the end of your plan then alienating yourself from your friends and family would be a great thing to do because then it makes it easier for them to say goodbye pretty much 
I guess so, but I don't I don't quite understand how he would sacrifice himself in the situation they're in. I don't understand that. And the ambiguity of like I don't know, like yes, uh his alienating himself would lead up to a self-sacrifice. I see that, but I just don't know by how which means that he would like s- sacrifice and save everyone. I don't know that either. But it was very interesting seeing along the, how the season like progressed, seeing more and more uh, characters reveal their true intentions. But Aaron is still mm-hmm. the only one we don't know what his true intention is. And I think it is leading up to whenever we see the ending of this story is to him sort of sacrificing himself. Um, I just don't know how. Okay. Possibly, but it's going gonna, it's gonna to have to be a really good sacrifice to justify all the bullshit he did. <laughs> Speaking of bullshit, it did. I I love that uh, one scene where you sort of like Aaron, uh, not Aaron, uh, Armin and Mikasa are talking to Gabby, and it's like slowly like tensions are rising. There's a revolt going on, and then you you hear you hear in the background this door cracks, and Aaron just shows up. It's like, hey, oh, that, <laughs> that was, was so directing. good. I love that. That was you could so just see the door I was so confused then, because I thought, like, did he just appear out of thin air? No, but he could actually hear the door opening. You the hear footsteps. him walking it's into so the good. door. See, I didn't, I didn't, yeah. I didn't hear the sound effects. So I just like, did he just materialize? Like, it was John Cena? Like, now you see me, now you don't. <laughs> oh, it was so fucking good. It was oh right. That was so good. I was like, is this some newfound Titan power I don't know about? Just invisibility? Oh, no. fucking great moment. <laughs> That's going to be the next Titan power, invisibility. I'm calling it now. We already know all the, invisible the, Titan. all the Titan's powers, Alex. Oh, I'm sure there'll be some convoluted way to create like a new 10th Titan. <sighs> Why am I here? Uh, I guess we can talk about, I guess, the climax of the season, which was the uh, assault on Liberio by the Paradis forces. Um, that was quite a fight. It's fucking great. People dying left and right. Yeah, I know. Oh I like how God. I like how yes. theatrical the lead up to the yes. fight is too. Where the, the I forget the guy's name, war. Willie. What a what a what a shitty name too, Willie. My man, <laughs> Willie. But Willie, Willie is just on the stage. It's so theatrical and it's so over the top. Like you know something's gonna happen because they're pulling out the stops for this. It's like you're just waiting for the right time for it to happen. And like all of this is happening while Aaron's having this like, yo, hey Ryder, how you doing? Oh. Conversation in the fucking. Oh my God. that conversation. Oh. So good. I also like that the whole the, the 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 look on Reiner's face throughout the entire conversation yep. doesn't change. Like you can tell in his mind, he's like, "How do I get out of this? How the fuck Dude. do I get out of this? How the fuck do I get out of it this?" It looks like the devil showed up in front of him, which is like oh, it's such a great episode. I I love it. Now the tensions are rising slowly, slowly, and just Reiner is like and mm-hmm. like realizing, yeah, this is over. This is the end. <laughs> Such a good episode. Like you yeah, can just no, you can hear funny. the clock ticking inside Reiner's head. He's like, "Oh shit, I've gotten myself." Oh shit! I guess I should have killed myself. Out of here? <laughs> I should have oh, pulled the no. goddamn trigger. <laughs> the moment when Reiner realizes that Aaron says that, like, you know, you're you're the kind of person that doesn't care about civilians and is gonna do what he has to for his goal. So Keeps you know, moving we're, forward. we're the same. We're gonna do the yep. same. Uh, Ryan was like, "Oh fuck! Well, <laughs> well, I'm fucked. This is the end. <laughs> Beautiful, oh, pretty much. Such a um, and a lot, a lot of civilians died in very graphic, horrific ways in uh, that 
that whole entire encounter. And two of the um, two of the Marlians that we've been like trying to meet. Yep, two of the, the candidates. Of the last few episodes end up dying. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not Sophia. Yeah, it is right. Zofia. Yeah. Zofia. Thank Zofia. you. I knew it was some weird way to say Sophia. Yeah, the two candidates um, just died. And, and Udo, who I just kept wanting to call Udon. Okay, Alex. Yeah, his death was quite Graphic, quite yeah. horrific. Yeah, um, he gets trampled to death. Yeah, uh, they did a really good job of, of, of portraying how horrific civilian casualties can be. Uh, That's civilians getting caught in the crossfire of war. It happens a lot. Yeah, unfortunately. Um, but the actual, like, Titan fight itself, um, I really like how it seems so one-sided at first, and then, you know, the tides turned when all the other Titans showed up, and then after they showed up, like, they got defeated immediately, and the tides turned yeah. back, so I, that was a really cool fight, mm. honestly. That shot of the, the, um, the scouts just storming the jaw Titan, and he's like, wait, why are you running towards me? Aren't you supposed to be afraid of me? And, like, how he starts, like, getting scared of them, attacking him, almost killing him. That was like, such a great moment. <laughs> no, and they're, they're, all of them are like, oh, I can't beat the shit of you without getting closer. <laughs> I really like that uh, that they had Sasha... As a um, sniper. Snipe yeah. The... Yeah, that was so, so cool. cool. Like, she moved from, like, an archer to a sniper. That was so cool. Can, can I just say, like, like, what a great job for her personality, too. <laughs> I don't get it. so happy to kill people. That from a distance. She wasn't happy. She didn't seem that All of them looked depressed, like, dude. Sad. Yeah, they were pretty sad. Nah, she was happy. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, not that. And oh my god, Aaron using the Jaw Titan to crack the Yeah, uh, so fucking cool. That was so epic. And like like Gabby and like everyone was just watching as uh, like Aaron like used one of their friends to like kill their like nobles oh my god that was so horrific and so like it was so good them living up to the sort of reputation of being devils and all that that uh, everything about the invasion is so so brilliant oh so first, cool. you, since you mentioned it since you mentioned it if you're ever re-watching this great idea for a drinking game take a shot anyone says akuma um because they say it like 800 billion times throughout the course of this fucking season yeah it's part of the fucking um, lexicon dude I, I, apparently, I, I guess there's only one way to say devil in Japanese. Um, uh, he, okay. But I want to say, even as someone who wasn't familiar with the source material, at least this part of it, like the second that Levi has the one shot on the beast titan mm. and he falls to the crowd, is like dead. I was like, that was planned. That was one hundred percent planned. That's an amazing twist, by the yeah, way. I, thought, I I thought it was quite weird. No, yeah. it was, I don't. Well, I won't say it was an amazing twist because the second he one shots him, I knew something was up. I, I, knew I don't know. Was I was like, I was waiting for like something like more from the beast titan, but then the moment he show, Zeke shows up on the on the blip, I was like. Oh my god, yeah, oh, whoa, yeah, oh, that, yeah, I'm done with that. I think it's, like, a very, I do, I think I it's do very love, clever. I do love when they, when they ask him how, how everything went, and he just looks at him and says, it went great, there were a few miscalculations, <laughs> and then I think it's Haji that says, who are these children, and he just pipes up, miscalculations. <laughs> that was a bit camp for me. <laughs> I, I fucking loved it. My man deal. I love that line. From now on, anytime I, I, I from now on, anytime as someone asks me how something goes and it didn't go quite according to plan, I'm just gonna say there were miscalculations. 
not bad. I, I liked it. I liked it. It's a really cool development as well of Zeke, like, building this sort of relationship with Eren, and it's... It's great, because, again, it's sort of... Not everything is black and white, like... For most of the time, we thought, oh, okay, Zeke is part of the Marlian still, but then he's like, hmm. well, I see an opportunity here to free Eldians. And it's, it is, it is like, sort of a shock because it goes against everything we thought about him because back in season three, we thought he saw his father as a monster and it's like he didn't agree with him at all about how Marley is, like, the worst or whatever. But now he's like, no, hmm. he's sort of still carrying on that that sort of mission to free Eldians, although... I don't know how he's going to do it because euthanizing all Eldians still seem kind of cruel. So I don't know. I will say something I did want to say about this whole uh, like assault on Liberio or whatever the fuck it's called um, was that everyone seemed to have a specific job and everything was timed. Like when you see this happen, then you go. When you see this happen, then you go. It's like it was planned. I, that's like some military precision right there. Like this, this obviously took a lot of planning, and I, I like the fact that like the, the people had jobs that were specific to things that they were good at. Well, Strategy, you dude. You've seen what kind of people they are. They yeah. live their entire life like in the fear of dying. I wasn't expecting. I wasn't statues. expecting such good writing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How nice well, is it to be supposedly surprised, to- Alex? Am I right? I mean, it, it's been fucking long enough, 70-some episodes now. It's about time I got surprised by something. Going back to uh, Zeke, we actually do get to see uh, his backstory and how he grew up uh, living with Grisha Yeager as a father. Um, and I think they did a really good job of showing just, like, how, how I guess, traumatizing or stressful it was to have a father like Grisha Yeager and what drove him to turn grisha into the authorities i I thought it was like a really good backstory and it's very interesting to like contrast that with grisha's telling of the events that we got in season three it's really fascinating Mm -hmm. i think it's very well done how you get you get these two different perspectives about from the man who actually done it to his son who was like well dad kind of fucked us over but sure Mm-hmm. And you see how, like, Zeke kind of mentally breaks um, and becomes who he is and, w- like, someone able to, like, commit mass homicide. Girl, it all starts when you're young, honey. It all starts when you're young. <laughs> uh, so after the assault, we move on to the characters going to Paradis, and there's uh, some sort of political turmoil between just the uh, supporters of Aaron and the yeah, government. Um I love it. <laughs> Easy for you to say. <laughs> um, it was definitely... I mean, it was interesting, but like, um, I would say it was slower oh, it's than way, way what slower. we previously had in the season. Honestly, it's the best part of the yeah, season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Oh, really? I, yeah, because it, it's, again, a lot like you saw in the first half of season three, it dealt with the human element of everything that's going on. I've said this multiple times now. Attack on Titan is only really good when it actually deals with the human element of what's going on. Every other time, it's really bad writing. I agree that it's like, I, I agree that it's um, like a lot of the best episode in the season. And don't get me wrong, the invasion is still like incredible i love it but I, but i do really enjoy the slower pace of the 
second half of this season, the all the different conversations and like how they show and and show you all the suffering that like what are the consequences of it it's and then again when you reach the end of this part of the story of like how the tensions are rising back again and Aaron is breaking out and forming his group and it's it's really great writing all around I love it no yeah I definitely enjoyed this arc but it was definitely a change of pace true for sure for sure the pacing very is, is is very very different and it, and it kind of I mean if you're looking at the pacing of like the first part of this season um it definitely comes to almost like a, like a screeching halt almost compared to the pace that you were at before mm. um yeah 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 i did want to say though like the idea of gabby like escaping from her holding cell or prison or whatever she's at and then mm-hmm. like by coincidence ending up at sasha's like parents orphanage yeah that mm-hmm. seemed like a little too coincidental for me I mean, I don't think it's that coincidental because, I mean, Paradise is a pretty small colony and eventually, by some way, she was going to meet someone who was related to Sasha because she was a pretty prominent police officer Mm. or whatever Survey Corps person. Like, even if she didn't meet the parents, she would have, like, she met Niccolo, so... I mean, yeah, she would have eventually met someone who knew Sasha, yeah, probably, but the fact that she goes right to the parents' orphanage, I'm like... That's, like, the only issue I had with this arc is, A, that it was too contrived that they met him, and the fact that they broke out of the prison was, like, I was kind of, yeah? That easily? Okay. I was was kind of taken aback by that. I mean, they're trained, they're trained warriors. I didn't really find it contrived, but that's a, that's a Mm, fair That that was surprising to me, though. It was like, oh, you, that easily got away from prison, even though you're, like, prisoners of war. It's like, I was kind of surprised, but, like, it didn't, it didn't take, it didn't take away from the experience. I was, like, just kind of surprised for it. It was like, okay. That's, that's also something I don't understand either. So, like, the place they were being held, right? There was only one person guarding them? Why? Why would you only have maybe one you could say you know because because to them they're just children. Maybe it's not that well. Everyone else, all the other, maybe, I don't know, all the other personnel got eaten by Titans, girl. <laughs> they're understaffed, honey. I mean, oh, <laughs> I, guess. Enough, I guess I don't know. It seems like it seems like for someone like this or for prisoners like this, you would have more than one guard on lo- on rotation at a time. Yeah. It's kind of whatever, whatever. to me. But I, I was, like, I was okay. it was, it was what, my my those. my point is. It seems like it was way too easy for them to escape. That's my whole point. Yeah, I was kind of like what, but aside from that, I was like, I guess sure. Let's let's move on. <laughs> I mean, like, com- literally compared to like a prison in in Marley. I if it was a prison in Marley, I would find that hard to believe. But it's like you're literally in like a a a, a developing country that's like barely getting their shit together. Like I, I find it, I find it believable personally because like uh, they haven't really established uh, much. Maybe I guess I don't know. I, it just seems like even if you were understaffed, you'd have at least two because there's two prisoners have two guards. Oh my god, Alex, I'm so done. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> well, speaking of speaking of Gabby, she was definitely the highlight of this arc for me at least because she got a re- a lot of really good uh, development with. Um, Kaya, the blonde orphan. Who almost and, fucking uh, murdered her. <laughs> that oh my moment god, that was, was so, so fucking epic. That Can was I just say so that? The good. The thing about Gabby that, that I thought, it, it almost made me laugh every time she was on screen, because every time she's on screen, she's spewing some kind of racist vitriol. <laughs> um, is like, she had, 
I don't know if it's her character design. Is it racist if it's about yourself? I mean, can you be racist <laughs> toward yourself? That's a good question. I don't know. Tune no, it's not time. an actual question. Well, Please as a happy. Jew, uh, never mind. <laughs> yeah, Natai, can you be racist toward yourself? <laughs> so about that. Um, no, I the, hate those conversations. The thing, the thing about it I find funny is like so many times when she's talking, especially when she talks about the Akuma, everybody drink. Um, is that she has like the best crazy eyes, and it reminds you like if you've ever seen these, these public freakout videos of these Karens, <laughs> like just with the crazy. Not are the Karen. Not are the Karen. Yes, oh I am. God. I mean, she oh. is kind of. Gabby, Gabby is the Karen of the Attack on Titan universe. I hate it. I, I love, again, I just love how she just is shown how much, like, people were hurt because she killed Sasha. And then I love how Sasha's dad is, like, sort of, he's come to terms with it. And it's like, I don't want any more suffering to happen because bitch, of this. Bitch, if, if that had been me, if that had been me and Niccolo gave me that knife, I'd have stabbed it right through her heart. Oh my God. I'd have stabbed her right through the fucking heart. <sighs> I mean, Kaya almost did, honey. Kaya went straight for the jugular. <laughs> I love all the, like, like the people who want to kill her and the people who don't want to kill her. Like, they all lead up to uh, her learning that, you know, these people are have human they're emotions. They're people like her. And they're not just yeah. devils. You know, they're actual people. I get, so I get. I, I get what it's trying to do. It's trying to say, hey, you know, we're the same. We don't really want to murder as much as we may hate some some of the things, certain people and some of the things that they do. At the end of the day, we don't really want to kill people. I get that's the message that they're going for. It's just like, bitch, a real man would have stabbed that girl through the fucking heart. Okay, Alex. I don't know, it just seems like people people complained, and rightly so, I think, about Aaron having a bunch of plot armor throughout the first three seasons of Attack on Titan. And I think the same thing can be lobbed at Gabby. She has a no, lot of blood armor around her. I disagree. There's at least a dozen times where she should have been killed and she hasn't No, I been. disagree. I totally disagree. Yeah, I, I think it was totally... Well, first of all, I don't even... Wait, does Aaron have plot armor? Yeah, fuck yeah. Only once, and it's kind of the reveal what that way? he's a titan. That happened only once. Yeah, that's one time. Uh, one time I he supposedly died, died, and it's like, oh, he's a titan. So, it, like, you know... But that's it. Ah, yeah. oh, he has nothing to say. We've already talked about this in the previous seasons. <laughs> I well, like the thing is that like when Gabby is supposed to die and she doesn't, like there's a good emotional character yeah. reason why she doesn't die. I think so, it's totally justified like, it's the way justified. that she's like. That may be true. I just don't agree oh, with it. <sighs> okay. Uh, <laughs> Alice just wants dude, Gabby she to get, die, she, which she, she gets is the sh- not shit out of her all the time, dude. Is that that's not enough for you? <laughs> No, it's not. Stab the bitch. I'm saying stab the bitch. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people agree that they they want Gabby to be stabbed. Mm. So, I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I mean, child murder. <laughs> but I do. Sure. I, like, I'm not opposed to child murder, but. <laughs> I'm not opposed to Gabby murder. I really like the but, she um, The direction she was I, landing. I do really yes, I do like the development. I, I, I like I say I get I get the 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 message they're going for there, and yeah, it des- definitely does serve the plot. But I mean, I would have done it. And it serves her character. I what do you mean? It's also so, I mean, we still have yet to see the big payoff to all of this. Like, how is she? What what's what's next for Gabby? But if if they stick the landing with the payoff, then yeah, I think it's a great direction. Again, it's really fucking 
refreshing to see something like that that a character who spews all this stupid like nonsense it's like well guess what it doesn't work that way they're not just devils they these devils have families and families that are not part of the fight I mean, and you know <laughs> i mean she's already starting to get her comeuppance by realizing that her actions are endangering falco and she's like That's regretting true, yeah. it well so. that and she's realizing slowly that her worldview is kind of skewed because she's been buying into propaganda For sure. her entire but again life. she's a kid like she doesn't know any better i also i one thing i do like about this whole thing especially the the confrontation in the restaurant with gabby and falco and everybody is that there's a scene where nicolo takes a wine bottle and breaks it over falco's Ew. head and he immediately becomes unconscious <laughs> my fragile boy in so many Well, no. In so many, like, Hollywood productions, you see that people do that, breaking glass bottles over people's heads, and they, like, they go, oh, my head, and then they're, like, ready to go. They're just, like, like, just bleeding a little bit. In real life, that wouldn't happen. In real life, what would happen is exactly what happened to Falco, because full glasses, especially, like, of wine, hurt like a motherfucker when they get hit upside your head, and they will almost always make you fall unconscious. Are you speaking from experience, Alex? You know this from experience? (laughs) No, I don't know it from personal experience, but I know it's happened before, and that's exactly what happens when you get hit by something like that. Mm-hmm. FBI, investigate. Um, so, I think that's really all I had to say. Do you guys have anything else you wanted to I touch need up the on? Second for half. fuck's sake, yeah, I oh, do. Oh, God. For, fuck, for fuck's sake, yeah, I do. Like, the, the Levi and Beast Titan fight here, ten times better than the Levi Beast fi- Beast Titan fight in Season 3. Animation-wise, I disagree. I disagree. I mean, whatever. Anima- I'm talking about the way it's portrayed. No, I like the fight. It's really fucking so good. Much Still, better. What do you mean? No, wait. Sorry, did you say season three? Whenever Levi no, fights the Beast Titan. it was season type. two, right? No, they no, fought in season three. three. Second half of season three. That's when Levi and the Girl, too many seasons. <laughs> anyway. Oh yeah, God. you're right. Exactly. Too many seasons. <laughs> this entire story could have been told in like 30 <laughs> episodes. I want to go. Anyways. <laughs> But yeah, that I thought fight the was Levi great. and Beast Titan fight, fight was really good. And this season yeah, that was so much better than It was a really threes. cool fight. I honestly for a second thought like, Levi's gonna die. This is the Beast Titan fight that should have been fucking hyped up for me. I, again, I, I thought It wasn't even that it wasn't even that long. I mean, though. so was <laughs> neither, neither was neither the, was the fight, Beast though. Titan fight in season what are you three. About? Uh but there was a full lead up to it. Like that was part of a battle. The, the lead up to this is like seven episodes. No, they were like in the trees for like two minutes. Yeah, and you all you see. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about you. You know that they're in the trees for like three or four. Yeah, they were there. Like even happens, and there's all there's all this there's all this like banter back and forth. This witty banter back and forth between Levi and oh, Zeke, and, and it's then, like really great. Oh, the fuck when the like all the soldiers turn into titans because the wine was with the fucking spinal fluid. It's so fucking good. Oh, I, yeah. I mean that to me was that to me was. Yeah, so was awesome. I mean that was right. that was cool to see. That was cool to see. To me, that was a really contrived thing. The whole thing with the spinal fluid is so stupid. But in my they opinion. fucking but... Spl- established that it makes you into a titan if you're LDN. dude. That's what they've been injecting themselves in with. I, I, exactly. But I don't like it. So I think it's, I think it's so, <laughs> it's so stupid that this is also activated with this fucking uh, like. But they fucking voice. established it already in previous seasons. I know that they stepped, but I don't like the fact that it's done with his voice because the voice can only carry so far, and you see people that are. Eric did it in season two. What are you talking voice. about? I'm it's not because they're connected by like 
by like that web that you saw. Like it's not physical distance. It's like a, another plane. It's been established in okay, previous I forgot seasons. about that, too, but <laughs> but. I don't like it. That's another thing about the Titans I don't like. It's more convoluted Titan bullshit than stupid. Um, but I did like I did I did, I love the witty banter in the lead up to the fight between Levi oh, and it's Zeke, great especially dialogue. like right before it right right before it happens when he's reading the book that he's been reading for like the last <laughs> three episodes, where Levi says, "How's the book?" and he says, "Great for a book I've read seven times." <laughs> Because Levi is just ready to kill this motherfucker. He's so and then, ready. And then, and then Levi turns around and then he looks back. And he starts and running. And Zeke's like, and Zeke's like, Nigga <laughs> He's channeling that, that Joestar uh, bloodline. He's, t- he's channeling the inner Joseph Joestar. <laughs> Ironic that he's voiced by, by the Dio, same guy that is much. Dio. It's that, it's that Jonathan bloody gut when he took over his body, dude. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> No, oh that, the God. season. I love every that. scene with Zeke is amazing. That's why that's that's part of the reason I love the the, the the this Beast Titan fight so much more than the one in season three. As much as I love the lead up to the fight in season three, the actual fight itself is really disappointing in season three. This actually was really fun to watch. I like the also because like Levi is pissed. Yeah. I was really like I was I thought he was gonna die in that fight. I was surprised he made it. Oh, I did too. I was. I was so. I was so. I was so prepared for Levi to die in this fight. I was like, wow. But maybe he this did die in the he's explosion. Like, he's becoming guts. Le- Levi is becoming guts. Maybe. He's literally becoming too angry to die. <laughs> I mean, I didn't think he died to the to the mindless type. Uh, I thought he he was going to die. And then I he thought killed... he was going to die. Yeah, because they surprised him. You think you think you think he can die? I mean, to dude, mindless it was Titan? one yeah, hell of an ambush. And because know. suddenly he was like, "Oh no, it's the, it's my there are my comrades." Like, "Oh no, no, no!" Girl, you think he cares? He he's he's killed his I know, comrades but before. It, it was I don't know. It seemed like he was sort of worn out by that time in the story. It was like, ah, oh, just want to die. <laughs> everyone's de- <laughs> I, I everyone's depressed that. this season. I, this season, I wasn't as I, as I have said, as I have said though, I think that. I, I just think that the whole thing with the lead up to this one, because it's 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 a mind game between Levi and 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 Zeke in the lead up to it, that it was so much more satisfying when the fight actually happened. I can get banned than it was, that than it was uh, with. I mean, again, the the lead up in the Beast Titan fight in season three is great because Irwin was like doing that whole like yo damn the torpedoes full speed ahead kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was great to watch. It was fun to watch, but the actual fight itself in season three was a super let down. I don't know. I yeah, think the, the animation, animation was, was really sure. amazing. How we fucking decimated yeah. again, him again. I'm not talking. I'm not talking about how it looks. I'm talking about how it felt. The Beast Titan fight in season four was more satisfying than season three. Uh, I mean, I thought this season's uh, fight was good. I thought the season three Beast Titan fight was like one of the best moments of the anime, just because like. The fact that they sacrificed the entire troop so that Levi could do it. Again, the lead up is great. The fight itself is disappointing. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, So I did want to talk about, like, what do you guys think about Reiner now that we know all of this? Like, do you, do you... I don't know. Do you like him as a character? I like him. I'm very conflicted about Reiner because, like, on the one hand, I feel sorry for him because he's clearly it. 
He's clearly having a lot of internal conflicts about what he needs to do. He obviously wants to die. Yeah, pretty right? much. He, he tried to die. He tried to die, but, you know, Gabby and her plot armor re- revived him. Uh, uh. But um, I don't know. I'm, I'm very conflicted. Like, there's a part of me that thinks he deserves, like, his comeuppance for everything that he's done. Even though, like, right now he's realizing, oh, my God, I'm fucked up. I've done the wrong thing. I just want to die. I like, dude, you need to suffer. I think he's been suffering quite a- enough. Like the guy, I don't know. Like I, I really like Reiner. I think, especially in this season, the writing was really stellar with him. It's like such a, such a like, you, mm. like I feel sorry for the guy. I really do. Even after all he did, it's like you sort of understand how he got to this point. And to mm. some extent, I, I do want him to just like finally rest and be done with this but i don't know if he's gonna because at this point at the end of this season like i don't know if he's gonna stay with marley maybe he's gonna join the jaegerists it's like i honestly don't know where he's gonna go which is interesting yeah i don't get his current motivations but i think he's mostly trying to defend like gabby and falco at this point more than anything Probably. We obviously we obviously saw a scene early in the season where he tries to kill himself. Yeah. Like he he, uh-huh. he he thinks about it. He he and he almost goes through with it. Very closely goes through with it. Very close. Very close to pulling the trigger. Mm-hmm. My question is, and they may have explained this about Titans, and I just didn't care because it was so stupid. Um. So there's nine like special Titans, right? Mm-hmm. What happens if they all just commit suicide at the same time and no one can inherit their powers? We don't know. If you don't eat... We don't know. No. If you don't eat the Nine Titan, no, there was a In flame. this season? I've had Not this conversation this plenty of times. I'm, I'm sure we don't that. know what happens if you don't eat so them. So what would happen? What would happen if... What would happen I if did, all... No, I'm pretty sure it was said. Uh, okay, who cares? Fine, I won't say it because I don't have the timestamps, but I'm pretty sure it was said. Who cares Anyways. when it was said? Like, what would No, happen? that's the thing. We don't know. That's what the I'm saying. The doesn't want me to say, so it's fine. We'll <laughs> talk about it later. Anyways. Because I'm mean, <laughs> like, that's a simple solution to everything if they would just all go away. Hey, guys, just die. <laughs> Nice, Alex. Yeah, exactly. It's a great solution. Okay. Nine people have to die instead yeah, of Yeah, but then what you're going to do with the millions of Eldians that are just like, what are you going to do about them? Because to the Marlies, they're potential like, danger because they can still turn to Titans, just not special Titans. Listen, I mean, sometimes genocide might actually be <sighs> I mean, that's what Zeke is planning pretty much, but yes. Alex, 2021. <laughs> Please quote. I realize um, how I like how I whispered that. Like I whispered it into a microphone so everyone could hear me. Um. <sighs> back to, back to reality. <laughs> oh, there goes gravity. I don't know. I just had that thought. Like, like if the, if the the point is to not have titans anymore in the world, just kill all the titans. That's genocide. <laughs> that's pretty much it, dude. So Aaron has a point. <laughs> I mean, that's what Zeke wants. Zeke wants to pretty much make sure there are no more Eldians. Um, which is, yeah. again, kind of fucked up because I mean, it, it's not like all of them are just going to disappear. Seems like the right answer if you're asking me. Again, that's Zeke's plan, but okay. it's still genocide. <laughs> you're still destroying an entire race. Sacrifices must be made in uh, time. I sacrificed oh, my time for this episode. <laughs> okay. That's the real sacrifice. That's the real sacrifice. Um 
but yeah i just wanted to say that like uh, in regards to reiner like season one to three uh we've believed like he was like this genocidal like villain that's just killed everyone and is a complete bastard Hmm. and now we learn that he has like human aspects you know he's been going through his own you know trauma like they did a really really good job of um humanizing him and trying to get empathy but me personally i can't do it i can't do it you tried but i still i still really i don't know there are moments like when he sort of is stuck Hmm. in that titan form he's sort of dormant when when aaron goes rampaging and all that and he's thinking to himself, this is nice, this is better, this is quiet. Where I think it was, yeah, just, just stay there, dude, just rest. <laughs> Enough. Enough fighting. Nah, nah, Gabby needs her plot armor. It's not plot armor. She called out to him and was like, oh, okay, right, I'm trying to defend these people I care yeah, about. I wish just calling someone's name. I really wish calling someone's name was just enough to revive them IRL. Uh, what do you mean? He would have Yeah, died he was still conscious. He was just sort of... He's yeah. a titan. He has regenerative abilities. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, just let him sleep. Anyway, let him sleep. He needs sleep. Uh, okay. I need sleep. Okay, so what are what are our overall thoughts of great this season? Game? Fucking amazing. Hopefully, the ending is good. Otherwise, I'm gonna die. <laughs> Shut up. Don't. I don't want to know about. It. I don't know anything. For me, for uh, me, for me, I don't know. <laughs> for me, fuck you guys. For me, this season is getting this show super close for me to think of it as a masterpiece i just hope the ending is good no i don't want to hear your thoughts about this i loved every second of it every episode (laughs) is fucking great this show is awesome hopefully they won't fuck it up next year when it ends mic drop yeah (laughs) exit stage left Um, i just want to hopefully they don't fuck it up next year when it ends i want to save that exactly i want to save that and we'll come back to it we'll come back to it in about a year from now Mm. shut up Mm-mm. shut up Mm-mm. shut up i yeah i definitely think that some of the moments in this uh season were like some of the best moments in anime i've seen like so many good character moments so many good emotional moments great portrayal of war uh i really they had so many details in there i really liked i really enjoyed this season a lot um it i mean i did have some problems with it i did think that the cg really took away from for a lot of the fights for me and i i think some of the scenes kind of lost their uh impact particularly the scene where uh, aaron transforms into a titan when he's talking to reiner i thought that like that that conversation ended really awkwardly i feel like it could have ended better and also when he was when aaron was talking to mikasa and telling her that he hated her that was a really... I feel like they could have done that scene a lot better. Um, but besides those, um, it was a really good season. And I, I, overall, I really, really liked it. Alex? Oh, is, is it my turn? <sighs> I'm very conflicted about this. On the one hand, I probably enjoyed this more than I've enjoyed anything so far. Probably, well, with the exception of maybe the first half of season three. Pro- I'd probably say I enjoyed it about the same. However, the journey getting here has not been good. Um, and I don't know. I I can't enjoy the Titan stuff. I just don't care because it's so convoluted. I don't give a shit. And it just, just show me humans killing each other, please. I When you do that, it looks great. When, when you try and put magic 
Titan big giant bullshit in it. I I don't. I stop caring immediately. Um, that being said, I definitely think this season, writing wise, has been the best overall so far. Um, the problem is that it has three seasons worth of bullshit attached to it, and I it, to me it's just meh. New watch order, am I right? We love a good meh. Exactly, like it should be meh. It's it's the best thing I can say about it. It's just I don't understand how people look at this and say there's a masterpiece. I, think, I really don't. To me, it's a very middle. It's a middle of the road, average fantasy anime. I find it surprising. I'm Hot surprised. I'm Alex. surprised that even with like all the like directions that it's going in, like like you you don't see like at least understand why people think of it that way. Because I mean, let I I think like. Even if you, even if I didn't enjoy the show, I would still call it really fucking bold when it like pulls something like the change in perspectives to this extreme of a level, and then like show, and then goes in such different directions and go, and especially with the second half of this season where we talked about how it's way more interesting and and a slow burn and delves into characters and goes to them actually like processing processing what's going on. Even if I didn't enjoy the show, I would still respect uh, respect it for what it's doing, and understand why people love it so much. I mean, listen, if you like it, more power to you. You have a stronger constitution than I do, um, but no, I, I don't understand that because I, I. But don't you see think what I'm getting well at? Like you see what? No, I'm I don't at? because I don't think it's well written. You just said the writing was good in this season. I said it's it's good in terms of Attack on Titan. Good. Do I think it's good as it putting it up against any <sighs> other anime? No, I don't. To me, I would put it on Masterpiece level for the main point that, like, from episode one, they carefully crafted the foreshadowing to a major secret in the plot that they were consistent in foreshadowing all the way up to the reveal. And I thought that was very consistent writing that you don't see a lot in, like, anything. Like, the amount of foreshadowing and the amount of, like, consistency in how they kept that secret. Yeah, that's great. But if you don't care about the twist, what's the point? I think that's the that's the real uh, thing that reason why Alex is not into the show because he does he's not. Yeah, invested. obviously, I'm not invested in the Titans. The Titans, the Titans are the worst part of this show because it's so convoluted. It's so bullshit. Like if this were just an average war thing, I would probably fucking love it. Take the Titans out of everything and make it like a war-based thing about you know two different races of people who are just at each other's throats all the time yeah i'd probably love it you're looking for a different show so attack on titan confirmed too big brain for alex that is (laughs) i will give you props i I will uh, give you props like don't get me wrong it's very commendable that you stuck with the show even despite like not enjoying it like don't get me wrong i really give you props for that Thanks, I guess. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't like it. Wow. I don't like it. I, I, I hate, I hate this. Wow. I just hate. Okay. Oh, Sorry, shit. I even spoke. I, ha- I just, I hate the basis of the story that, that, or the basis, the basic premises that the story is based on. Well. Premise. The basic premise, not premises. It's not a building. Well, on that note, <laughs> thank you all out there for dropping in to listen to us. Check the. Check the description below to find links to Anime Club After Dark on Twitch, social media, and Discord. 
Check out our merch store and our affiliate links as well. Any purchases there will really help us out. And with that, I have been your host, Show, and we will see you next time. Say goodnight, everyone. See you next year to f- be done with this fucking spoiler cast. Uh, it's gonna be good, right? Mappa, it wasn't... You, you have to prolong my suffering, don't you, Mappa? Fuck you. But hey, they gave us Zombieland Saga Revenge, so we're good. Hey, a better anime than Attack on Titan. Better writing, too. <sighs> Okay. <laughs>